Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. We have my good friend, Demonte Robinson. And Demonte used to be one of the top 155-pound contenders in MMA in the area. He was, uh, I think, undefeated as an amateur and then turned professional, uh, had a had a chance to get on Dana White's Contender Series, which would have almost been a sure bet into the UFC, but unfortunately got pulled for medical reasons, and they had to get second and third opinions to prove that doctor wrong because it was horseshit. So he kind of got screwed out of that one, but it is what it is. And unfortunately, uh, about a year ago, DeMonte had a major incident in his life that has very much transformed the way that things are. And then uh, he's since gone from fighting to try to get into the UFC or get into being a professional fighter and making that for a living to trying to get back to regular life and kind of how things used to be. And I won't spoil anything. I will let him tell that story because I certainly will not be able to do it any justice. But without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have a very special guest, one of my true art teammates, Demonte Robinson. How's it going, everyone? Nice to, nice to meet all of you guys. Uh, we're having uh, Demonte here on the show. Uh, he was actually interested in getting started with his own podcast, and I said, well, let's, let's sit down and do a podcast. I haven't seen you forever. There's been some things going on in your life, we'll say. We'll get to that later. And uh, it's like, ah, oh, we'll sit down, we'll catch up, we'll see what's going on, and we can talk podcast equipment, because I'm sure you guys don't want to hear too much of that on here, because... I'm sure you don't care. <laughs> so, Demonte, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. It's just a beautiful day outside. That it is. That it is. It's it's definitely been a little warm here in Northeast Ohio, but it's not not horrific. Because like I've been talking to family down in Texas, and it's like over 105 most days. I'm like, the hell with that. <laughs> hey, that that's that dry heat though. You know, they don't got all the humidity. Going I on. get it, but dude, it's still hot. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'd prefer it being hot rather than cold. I hate the cold with the passion. Yeah, but I could put a jacket on. I, I run warm because I'm a big guy, so I, <laughs> I do not like it. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we get the uh, listeners kind of dialed into a little bit of your background. Uh, where'd you grow up? What kind of sports did you play? All that kind of good stuff. All right, think back. 1995. A god was born. <laughs> okay, no, I'm kidding. Demonte the god. <laughs> no, um, you know, growing up, it was, it was. I'm not gonna lie, I, I didn't play sports until high school. Okay, and growing up until that point, even just like uh, like out in the neighborhood, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I'd be out in the neighborhood. You know, uh, you get the kids, we get together. Uh, we had terrible ideas. Rock Wars is actually how I got one of my scars. Uh, well, kids oh, do stupid shit. We used to shoot BB guns at each other where I live. So yes, I, I was one of those kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great ideas, you know. But, um, you know, I, I dealt with a little bit of being bullied and whatnot. 
And, you know, so then I finally hit ninth grade. Um, had to beg my mom to get me onto the, the uh, let me play football. She said no. She said you're too small. Yeah, my mom had the same problem. She did not like the idea of her boys playing football. But my brother was kind of a loner. Yeah. So they were like, hey, let's get him into something. Like it'll be good for him. He's a big guy, you know, because like my brother and I are big. It, it is what it is. We're we're big folk. And so they they got him into football. So that was kind of opened the door for me. And like, well, I can play football now. Nice. Yeah. So it's like I kind of weaseled my way in there. So I get that completely. <laughs> Nah, my older brother, he was not a huge fan of playing sports. I think he did track and field for one year, and he was just like, yeah, sports aren't for me. That's fair. But then, um, so I talked to my dad. He convinces my mom to let me play sports, played football. Team didn't take it serious. Um, so I played football for about two years, uh, track and cross, or track and field for about two years. So then coming up, I then switched from football over to soccer. Uh, soccer was actually a great sport, just... Didn't have the athletes on our team to do as if good you're leaving as we could. by. Don't don't sneak around. You're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, baby. <laughs> um, so then, um, then I started wrestling. Okay. And uh, you know, this, first year being freshman year. Uh no, 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 I didn't start wrestling until my junior year. That's uh, so behind the eight ball, though, because most uh, of those, most of those kids, especially around here, they started young. Yeah, it, it was. Um, you know, gr- growing up in like the Canton Maslin area. It's a real, real hot spot for oh, wrestling. Yeah. It's huge. So, huge. Uh, 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 so you know, my my first year didn't get to play. Eh, didn't uh, not play. Didn't get to wrestle varsity for the most part. When I did wrestle varsity, it was um, going up one to two weight classes because we didn't have someone who made weight. Yeah, I mean that, so, that's that's how it is in that. Like it's if you're small that they're. I remember, like, in our school, we had a kid who was kind of a nerd, um, like, a little bit of an outcast, super good guy. I love the kid. He's such a good kid. But, of yeah. course, people kind of bully him or whatever because he's, he's a little guy. He's kind of quiet. He's not outspoken. Yeah. But, I mean, he probably weighed, like, 110 pounds. I mean, he was tiny. No, I was right? a little bit bigger. I was probably, like, 150. Yeah. But, yeah. It was, like, but all the wrestling kids recruited him like crazy because, like, we don't have a spot for this. You can go to these meets, and chances are those schools aren't going to have anybody. You might wrestle that, that, two or three win. times a year, and that, yeah. that's a win for us. Like, you should come out. And he, he went out, and he started doing it. And you could see him, like, his confidence grew, and he toughened up a lot. Oh, man. He, he, Wrestling he did, is great for that. He did so good. Like, I was so proud of him. Like, it was it was so great to see. So, it's like, I know some people kind of poo-poo on wrestling because of the meathead stuff and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, if if done in the right way, I think it can be very beneficial for a lot of these kids same as like jiu-jitsu oh, sure. like you can see that confidence oh yeah it's, it's great jiu-jitsu it's a must when i have kids they're definitely doing jiu-jitsu at a young age i'm getting them in it um i want to get them into wrestling when they're young yeah um uh, the, the biggest thing is like you can't force it on them you got to make sure they want to do it oh yeah I'm not obviously force them. No, of course but but there is a point where you're like hey i know this is going to be good for you especially with jiu-jitsu yeah like you're going to do this and it's like Get used to it. Like you don't get a choice. Like you get to sit at home and play video games, and you gotta like, no, we're going to class. Come on, let's yeah. go. Gotcha. Right, so, so you picked it up as a junior, about one fifty. So you had to gain weight um, to wrestle no, up, or I, you were you cutting I, I, to go I, down? I stayed. You stayed where you were. Yeah, well, stayed where I was. That's I, good. I wasn't wasn't doing much. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'd go up. I wrestle. I think uh, my uh, my junior year when I first started, I went varsity wise. I think I went like. Two and four, something of that nature. Okay, and then um, I won all. I won 
99% of my JV matches. That's impressive. Again, like starting as a junior, most of these kids are probably going to be, I mean, the ones who are behind the eight ball probably started in seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. You know, so it's like, true. so this is, this is really good. This is a good testament. I was to, just athletic. That's what I mean. Like how athletic, like you must be to be able to come in there and be uh, able to do I'll that. I'll be honest with you. Just uh, me, Down. me getting, when, when I first started wrestling, um, I had my, my coaches, they came up to me. They're like, Hey, you know, you have this funk style. It's like, you know, we can either just build on that and build you a solid defense, or we can just um, teach you the basics. And I, I was just kind of like, hey, what's going to take me farther? And they were like, you know, working that funk style, that's gonna that's what's going to get you further. So yeah. I did that. And, uh, you know, I, I went went pretty far. Uh, senior year, uh, you know, I did, they, they predicted me to, to place. I mean, I wasn't going to place high, but, like, you know, I was predicted to – Police placing the state meet or yeah okay and, but which, which, mean, that's a huge deal because most people never make it that far yeah well I mean I, did, I didn't end up getting to, getting to do it um, that's okay of. I mean that's like that happens you know because like I was uh, I was in track and field and football in high school and I was really good at football because I was this height so six foot five oh Jesus at fifteen years old walking into freshman football for my it's first a grown year. man yeah I mean seriously I mean granted <laughs> I was like two hundred and ten pounds because I shot up like six inches from the start of eighth grade year to freshman year so it's like I was a bean pole but still I mean I was tall dude so that's, it's, that's insane it was still. it was such an advantage it was is is such an advantage but it's like I, mean, I came into that so I love football football was great you get to take out all that aggression on people just murking people it was great I loved it of course you do that now and you get arrested. Which is apparently <laughs> bad, but uh, it was it was such a good thing for me. But then I was in track and field, and I was like really good at throwing and did high jump and hurdles, just because most teams didn't have a lot of people. See, we can kind of steal some points here oh, and there. Man, I only did track and field so I could so I could pole vault. So yeah, no, no. Why, like, why I did it. I've had friends who do the same thing. Like it's a it's a very cool sport, but it's like but I was like really good at throwing, and I was predicted to go into uh, what state? I think my my junior year, not quite my sophomore year, and. I was like, I, I missed out by one spot, like in the regionals oh. or whatever it was. I was like, oh man, this sucks. And then, so I finally made it there, like my senior year, but then I, I freaking choked and did shitty and I ended up getting like fourth or fifth or whatever it was. And I was like, ah, damn it. I probably should have won this, but it is what it is. So it's like, I yeah, get it. it. Like, it but still, it's like, I went, I had that experience. It was great. I got on the little wall of fame for, you know, going to state and all that kind of stuff, which, which is kind of cool. Like no, that's high awesome. School. But it's like, but still, but I get it because it's like, ah, okay, you get to go, but it's like, what does it really mean? Does it even really matter? Yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, like it was, I mean, it was, it was cool picture. in the time, and I thought it, I thought it meant a lot, you know. But it's like, really, I look back and it's like, it was cool. I'm glad I did it, but it's like, who cares? Nobody cares. I mean, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> no, no, like none of my like old like. Uh, high school like friends and stuff remember like oh yeah I remember you went to state when you were a senior like nobody cares it's, hey, it's, I'll be honest with you the only people who remember stuff like that are the people who peaked in high school I'm just, just being oh, honest God, yeah, it's I, so I, have, true. I have a few friends like that they'll, they'll, they'll come around they're just like hey you remember in uh remember senior year when I, I was playing this sport and I did this, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that was cool. cool but what have you done since then? <laughs> exactly. That, that's, that's a big thing that I try to live my life of always trying to strive and push for the next big thing. It was yes. one of, it was one of the things that I really liked about getting into Olympic weightlifting again. Nice. Not, not not again. Um, like back in the day when I got into that because I felt like an athlete again. That's what I tried to mean, mean to say there is like because I mean I haven't felt like an athlete since high school really because I mean yeah you always play sports like softball and that kind of stuff and I'm always doing activities golf or disc golf or whatever like yeah. I, I try to be competitive I get it but I, if I you want to feel like a real athlete chess 
chess. That's where it's at. I played chess. I've been I playing am, chess since. I am not smart enough. Since like fourth grade. <laughs> if you want to be a real, hey, this is a quote. You guys can quote me on this. If you want to be a real athlete, you play chess. All right, take it to the bank, folks. Because <laughs> I, I know that you and Coach sit down and you murk him. He gets pissed. <laughs> oh man, he's probably upset that he can't twist me up anymore. Yeah, uh, there's probably and some of that too. <laughs> I, I beat him in a game of chess, and next thing you know, I'm he's in like, a rear neck like, choke. I can't get my revenge in the match. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so obviously you did well with your wrestling career, almost going to state. Uh, you missed out. Like it is what it is. Like we yeah, all, it I, I get it. Uh, did you go to college? Um, you know, I, honestly, I started going to college, and then I actually ended up dropping out of college so I could start fighting. Okay, I start so I could start my MMA career. Okay, so you um, went, did you go for like a year, a couple semesters, or what'd you do? All right, guys. So this is it's a whole story for this. So. Of course, that's, <laughs> that's the idea. That's what we're here for. <laughs> no, uh, so I'm actually uh, I'm at a buddy's house doing homework and whatnot, and I'm going home. Uh, so I've, I'm in, I've been in school for probably like three, four months at this point. Um, so, you know, doing work, going home. I get jumped in the park on my way home. So, you know, that's not great. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. It's not a good thing. Uh, so I had a, had a buddy. He's like, hey, you know, that happened to you. I'm going to these self-defense classes. Why don't you come out with me? So I'm like, yeah, sure. I go out there. So, you know, I go to like two, three um, sessions and it wasn't. Or what it was cracked up to be. You know, Unfortunately, a lot of those are kind of a waste of time. I hate to say it that way, but it really is true. Yeah. Honestly, the guy knew what he was talking about. He just wasn't a good teacher. Like, he okay. could defend the shit out of himself. Okay. That, no, that's, that's a fair <laughs> statement because not all people who can do can teach. Yes. He, he just was not a good teacher. And one day, he just, uh, probably the third time I'm there, third and last time he's watching a video and um he's like hey do you guys think you guys can do this and he shows us the video and it's an mma fight one guy's getting the shit beat out of him the other guy is beating him up yeah and you know i'm fresh out of i'm 18 just yeah i could do that you know i only lost because there was like three guys there i'm good i could do that and so uh, he he's like hey well we have a mma guy coming in next door uh, I think in like a week, you guys should check out the class. Hence, the last time I'm at his class, and I start going to the MMA class, and I meet my first coach. I go to the first practice. Um, I don't have anything, so I just watch. Uh, I go to the go to the next one. I go get a mouthpiece, get whatever I need. I go back, and um, they're like, "Hey, do you want to? Like, do do you want to spar?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll spar." I got the sh- I I got I got beat. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's well, kind of like, how that works. Yeah, I, I could barely throw a straight punch, and I mean, when I say he hit me with the kitchen sink, I'm talking a kitchen sink. I'm talking <laughs> knees. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they're the head kicks. It, it was bad, but you know, I mean, I'm just a very competitive person. I get up and I keep going, and you know, I, so I think most people would get their ass whooped at a class like that. Be like, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm going to leave and not come back here. <laughs> no, I, I can't do that. I have to I have to get the last laugh. So I keep going back into my head. I'm only going back so that I can get get the upper hand, and then I'm never going to go again. Yeah. So then, um, you know, finish up that school year, that school semester, start up the next one, um, finish that one up, getting ready for the next one. He comes out to me because I've been there for about a year, and he's like, hey, do you want to take a fight? I mean, yeah, I'll take a fight. 
And it just, I had that first fight, and it just turned out it was something that I was good at. When I got in the cage, I've never felt more alive. Just getting into the cage, I remember um, super nervous. I had my first weight cut. Weight cut was terrible. <laughs> Shocker. It's the first one. <laughs> uh, I remember one of uh, one of our side coaches, he's with me at the sauna. I'm cutting, cutting the last little bit of weight. I remember going to him. I'm like, yo, I, I had just got paid, mind you. And I just cast my check. I have all my money in my wallet. Terrible idea. I'm young. Uh, I, I look at him. He's keeping me in the sun. I'm like, I will give you everything in my wallet if you let me out of here. He wouldn't let me out. Thank good. God. That's a, that's a good broke. teammate right there. <laughs> I would have been broke. So then, uh, you know, we get to the fight. Dude shows up nine and a half pounds over. I'm show, I show up like a pound and a half ah. underweight. No. I show up a pound and a half underweight. He's nine, nine and a half pounds over. So when I'm going in, we're putting change in my pockets. Uh, I'm drinking a ton of water and Gatorade just so I can make weight or just so I can get closer to him and the yeah. fight can still happen. Fight happens. Hey. We get out no. there. Sky. We get out there. And then um, I just, I've, they, they, I'm nervous. Of course. I'm like crap. How could you not be? They locked no. the door. And everything on the outside of the cage just kind of fades away. No. Everything just fades away. It's just me and the guy in there. And I was so in tune in the fight. Going into the second round, I guess uh, at the end of the first round, I was uh, kind of hitting him with shoulders while I'm ground and pounding. The ref is telling me I can't do that. That's illegal? And, um, Yeah, in Ohio. You, um, you can't. I would think that, I mean, you would think that would be like the least you would think about with between knees and elbows and punches and kicks. And, oh, all, like, all that as like a. Shoulders. As a, like, come on. All that as a. So it's because I was hitting it to the face. As an amateur, the only thing that's allowed to hit the face are in, in Ohio are the hands. Really? No, no kicks or anything? Hey. Yep. Not, not, not to the face as an amateur. Sky. Hold on. Let's pause this real quick. We'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the ref, he's looking at me, and he's, like, telling me, like, hey, you can't do that. I'm so in tune. My coach is, like, beside the ref. And, like, the ref is, like, hand on my shoulder trying to talk to me. I just immediately stop listening to him, look at my coach, and I'm listening to my coach. The ref actually said something to me after the fight about it, but that's an. I mean, you're 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 so locked in with what you're doing there. Yeah. I mean, there's not a I was whole lot you in. can do about it. Yeah. I was I locked mean, in. The only per like, is, like. Obviously, in something like that, there's going to be screaming fans. There's so much noise and everything else going on. I, I heard and, nothing. And all you should be able to hear is your coach's voice. Yeah. And it, it, most, crazy. most people can't block that no, out. No, they can't. Because like, they I, can't. I, I did the same thing in competition. Like, there would be people screaming and yelling and going nuts. Because, I mean, I was always a fan favorite because I'm a big guy. Yeah. Most people aren't, can't do weightlifting when they're my size. I'm definitely not built for the sport. And But all I could hear is my coach's <laughs> calm voice. Stop. My coach's calm voice on the side. No. And it's like, but again, most people can't really tune all that kind of stuff out. Because I would love the noise and the excitement and the adrenaline and everything. But it was all just noise. It was just white noise there in the back. And then there's my coach's calm voice. And I said, hey, stay back. Keep your knees back. Focus. It, it was yes, it was great. Yes. But but it also was a detriment later in my career when sometimes he wasn't there coaching. I had some other people coaching me. I couldn't hear him because <laughs> I was listening for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. I, I I remember um like when I when I told him like what it was like for me in there, 
He's just like, oh, that's that's crazy. I probably had like ten fights before. Yeah, that that could like, even. I be, wish people be would do that. Of. Like you have to train that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, when our coach Chen and he was at uh he was at one of our fights. Uh, one, he cornered me for one of my fights rather, and uh you know I'm I'm in the middle of doing something. He's like he's I just hear him just like yo yeah. switch it up to this and I stop immediately what I'm doing and I switch, and um Josh Roller he was actually in the corner with him, and uh you know th- there was a time when. I'm doing something. Josh yells something. I I stop what I'm doing. I do it, and they're both like, "Oh, that, that's freaky." Like, I don't yeah. know people who do no, that. No, no, that's that's a very good talent to have because again, that is a skill. Oh, and for you, sure. And most most people do not have that, so that's that's great. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I I probably picked it up when I was wrestling. Uh, my strength and okay. my strength and conditioning coach, Mister Studer. Shout out to Sam Studer. Um, he. He was always the person in the corner that I could hear. He was yes. always like, um, you know, I, I was smaller than a lot of the people I wrestled, and he'd come up and he'd be like, "Hey, just listen out for me, and we'll get through it." And he he was the one, you know, you just keep pushing endurance, endurance. You know, um, he was the one who really kind of really got my confidence up. I was actually gonna say this earlier, kind of slipped my mind when we were talking about the wrestling. I had a had a um had a match it was against someone who made who made it to state every year. And uh, my coaches, which, which can be a very intimidating thing. Yeah. Like knowing, oh, man, they're really good. I'm not going to do worse. it. Oh, my, oh my it goodness. It gets worse. My coaches come up and they're like, hey, we know you take losses really hard. Don't be upset when you lose this. They didn't say if. They said when. They're expecting me to lose. Don't be upset when you lose this. So in my head, I'm like, wow, my coaches don't even believe like, me oh, right I'll now. I'll show you, suckers. And then um, <laughs> I had a crush on a match that. So I'm getting ready to, I'm, I'm on deck getting ready she comes over she's getting stuff ready for whatever she has to do for mat statting and she goes up to the other guy and was like oh he's wrestling you and he's like yeah he's wrestling me and she's like don't hurt him we still need him for future matches yo someone you have a crush on is just pretty much saying like oh don't hurt this guy yeah. i'm he's like I'm talking lost. you up You're like oh yeah i'm like yo i i don't i don't think i can do this i go to my strength and conditioning coach i'm like hey can you sit in my corner and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Because he doesn't normally do it. It's usually either the head coach yeah. or um, or the assistant. One of the assistant coaches. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe like an upperclassman teammate, something. Yeah, he comes yeah. over and he's just like, yo, I promise. You're in better shape than no. he is. You keep going. Keep giving it everything Wear him you down. got. Yeah, he's like, you, you win this. I, 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 I shit you not. I am down probably like eight points. We're going into the third period. He's exhausted. I'm still going. I end up pinning him. Nice. So I end up winning the match. Wear him down. And um, that that was that that confidence that confidence boost that you were talking about. Um, you know that wrestling and jujitsu. Oh yeah. You, that's where I got mine's at. Okay. I, it's just like you know, if they can't tell me what's going to happen on the mat, how can I allow anyone to tell me what's going to happen? Yeah. Just because this guy's been a state and he's tough or what, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it I doesn't can wear matter. him down. I can be grittier than he is. Oh yeah. I don't have to sure. be more technical. I don't even have to be better. Like I just have to be grittier. Yeah. If I if I can if I can out endurance. And I can put everything I have into it without giving up. I can win, and that's the mentality right there that I took into my fighting career. And if you look, if you look at um, probably seventy-five, eighty percent of my fights, I was I was either brought in to lose, and I upset, and I upset it, 
or I I wasn't the fan favorite for like eighty percent of my fights. I was going in to lose. Yeah, until they see you fight, and then oh, uh, yeah. you, you can see the uh, the crowd shift over. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. I, I've had fights where uh, you know I, I'm losing in the first round, and, and I'll be honest, um, ha- who who you have in your corner matters a lot. You get yes. someone in that corner who can come into you and be like, hey, they can motivate you, and uh, they can tap in where they know that you're gonna put out everything you have. That's very important. I like um, your your corner is just as much a part of that fight as you. Obviously, at the end of the well, day, I mean, I mean people talk teams. about it. You know, it's like it takes a team, and oh, it does. And, and yeah, it's you're out there alone. There's nobody that can help you in the moment, and I get that. But if you don't have a good team to prepare you, if you don't have a good team to be there to make sure you can't pay facts. them to get you out of the sauna, that's facts. You know, to like <laughs> to, to to calm you down in the back, to keep your mind <laughs> occupied, to do all those kind of things. Like again, like it takes. It takes a village. It's not one person. I mean, granted, they can't come in the match and yeah. fight it with you. They can't do that. I get that. But if you don't have them, you're not the person you need to be. Yes, sir. That's facts. It's not a lie. It's um, exactly what he's saying. Uh, if you you need them, you definitely need them. Absolutely. Uh, I, I oh, man, I had plenty of fights where I'm feeling down, feeling like I don't got this, and they get in the corner and they're like, "Yo, he's tired." Got this. I know. I know it hurts. Yeah. I know you just keep pushing, yo. But they believed he's in not. You. He's not. He's not as athletic as you. Or even if he is, they're like, yo, he doesn't have the heart that yeah, you got. He's he not as gritty like you. Yeah. He's not as gritty, and that, so, that means you know, you so just much. Go back. You just go back out there, and you're just like, yo, he's right. You don't want it as much as I do. I, this, this is all I, you know. Uh, oh my gosh. So <laughs> this is. I dropped out of college for this. Okay. I, I was. Um, oh, so 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 you you had your first meet. Your, your meet. Yeah, I had my first. Your, your, had my first fight. Yeah, it's your first fight, and then you're like, keep okay, training. The hell with this. Done with school. Let's focus yeah. on this. It was like uh, I love this. I feel alive. This is great. So it wasn't even so, that. I wanted to do it all, and I started becoming subpar. I started plateauing. Because you were focusing um, too much on everything else. You weren't yeah, putting enough into the fight too game. too much. Yeah, okay. I felt I felt like I was plateauing in um in my growth as a fighter. I felt like I was plateauing in my growth as a student. And, you know, plus I'm working because, you know, got, got to pay for where I live. Oh, yeah. And uh, my coach, he was like, you know, I'll be honest with you. You know, you can either he was like, you can either stop working, stop fighting, or stop going to school. I'm not going to tell you what to yeah, do. You can't do but it all. You're, you're separating yourself too thin, and you're not, get, you're not getting the results you want out of anything. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, you know, I can go back to school, yes. which I'm planning to do. And I, and I know some people don't like that. But it's like I look at that like with athletes specifically. Oh, for like sure. Football players, basketball players, softball. I don't care. Like whatever your sport is, it's like focus on your athletics because you can always go back to college later. There's like only I know there's, there's a slot. Yes. That, that's that's so long. It's only so big, and it only lasts for so long. And if you don't chase that, that's uh, that's one thing that I want people to really to really know. Like chase your dreams. You you have to because if you don't, you will live the rest of your life. What if? Maybe if I did this, and that will eat you up inside. And no matter what you're doing, that will take the joy out of whatever you're doing. Yes, it will. I'm and so I, glad. And I, I and I can say that with a hundred percent certainty because that's one of the biggest regrets I have in my life is like not seeing if I could have made it in college football because I had the size for it, I had the athleticism for it. I didn't have quite the dedication like I should have had. I didn't lift like I needed to, and all those kind of things. So a lot of colleges kind of looked at me and passed on me and all that kind of stuff. And I get it, but I I feel like. I could have made it onto a small school like Kent State, Akron University, something like that yeah. around us. It's still D one, but there's they're not 
OSU. They're not. Yeah. They're not like Oklahoma. They're not, they're, they're not Florida State. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not those big like teams. I get it, but I feel like I could have made it on the. Just it. Just don't it. I feel you, like I could have made it on the practice squad, and then maybe even made some time like junior senior year. I feel like I could have done that, and I I have regrets of not seeing if I was capable of doing that, which hurts. But that was one of the great things of like when I got into weightlifting later in life. It's like okay, I feel like an athlete again. I can focus on this. I mean, granted, I still got a big boy job. I got child support to pay. Yeah. I got all these kind of things going on, so I can't just quit my job and do two a days like the professionals do but i get to see as far as i can take it and my vision was master's worlds like that was that was the whole goal i got i got into weightlifting at 30 like i'm not gonna <laughs> compete with these shitheads i've been doing it since they were 15 and they're gonna peak when they're 25 like yeah i'm not gonna be able to do that that's fine but i'm in it to see the best i can be so i left it all on the platform I mean, that's really all you I've, should ever be doing exactly and then i've got no regrets because like i didn't make worlds i actually bombed out trying to qualify but it's like I gave it everything I had. There's nothing else I could have done. And you're like, and I'm cool with that. I yeah. can deal with that. Yeah, that's you know, a lot of people they don't want to try and do things because they don't think that they're good enough. Or they they're think afraid that, of failure. They think that they're gonna fail. Yeah, failure is a part of it. I can't tell you how many times that I've tried something and I failed, and I'm just like, wow, maybe I'm not as good as this as I thought I was gonna be. But I tried it. I gave it everything I had. If you have asked something and it doesn't work out, you will have that in the back of your head. You're like, man. What if I would have put in this extra workout? Yes. What if I'd have put in this extra time to study? Or what if I would have did whatever it is you could have done? If you're not putting everything you have into into your dream, into what what you're passionate about, yeah, it will haunt you. It, it will haunt you for the rest of your life. Was well, it like Coach talks about this all the time, and I'm sure you've heard him say this. He's so many times he said this. You know, it's like all of his old wrestling friends from high school and stuff and he's like man i if i could go back i'd do this workout i'd do that i just i'd focus more on this i'd give up that blah blah all this kind of stuff and and shannon's like 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 what would you do man like i think i'd tuck up in my singlet and set it down <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of making fun of them for kind of being dumbasses. yeah but it's also like hey i gave it everything i had i did the best i could like there's nothing else i could have changed like i've done that yeah if i love everything i have i have to it you can't be any regrets, you yes. know? You might not have got the results that you wanted, but all that either means is, A, I mean, if it's in the past, you gave it everything you had, but yeah. if you're doing something now and you're not getting the results that you want, either A, make time so you can put in more work and do more for it, or B, you know, you just have to accept facts. That's all there is to yeah. it. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing like, wrong with that. Like, people always want to say, like, oh, we're all equal, we're all this, we're all that. Oh, that's, that's, that's bullshit yes sir that you, is you know bullshit. why we know that because we have the fucking olympics because like as <laughs> yeah. joe rogan says like there's people that can do some shit that you and i can't do <laughs> exactly yo you know i think i'm a pretty funny guy but am i gonna go get on the stage who knows maybe well, well, i will i, I might I, give it a shot i think you but... should but you have to remember <laughs> with that especially it's like you gotta grind it out oh you have to grind it yeah because like you, you gotta write jokes you gotta work hard treat it like an athlete you have would. to honestly i i, I treat everything if, if, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Yes. That's with anything. If if your passion is rock climbing, well, homie, you better go 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 climb those rocks. Yeah. You better put everything you got into it if that's what you're passionate about. If, if you're passionate, uh, well, what were you just saying? Um, It's on the tip of my tongue. Like the weightlifting? Or? Uh, no, no, no. You were just talking about uh, doing something. Doing and, something. I'll do a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right it'll, over the top of my head, It'll guys. come to you in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely will. It definitely will. Yeah, but no, but, but no, I, I completely understand what you're saying because, again, if if you don't put yourself into what you're doing, you're just half-assing it. And there's no point to half-ass it. Like, go all in. Yeah. Just go whole hog. You have to. Yeah. Like, what do you got to lose? You got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. I mean, 
just anything you do, if if you want to do it, or if you even if you don't want to do it, you just put everything you got into it. You don't want to do it, do it anyways. I mean, honestly, I think that's the best way to get through life: doing stuff that you don't want to do. It makes you mentally tough when you wake up in the morning there, there, and you. There's don't a want time to- and there's a time and a place for that, right? Because like you don't want to be miserable; like you still want to enjoy life, but. There yeah. are there are times to suffer through and do the things that you don't want to do to get to a further goal. But that's the big thing is like if you don't have that goal that you're shooting for, what you're doing might be just random. You don't want to do random shit. Like you want to be like dedicated and focusing on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I think a lot of people they they want it to happen without having to put in that without having to give up that sacrifice. There's the problem right there. That, that that's that's the problem right there. Yeah. Um, you know. For for my MMA career, I've I've sacrificed sleep. I've sacrificed going places and doing things. Probably, that, probably that family I that, events, oh, relationships, sure. I, like eh, like eh. whether it be old friends or like even romantic relationships, like yeah. all those kind of th- like. There's so much sacrifice I can't in there. Tell you how much, so much on time. the romantic part that that kills into. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you get with someone and you know that first they're like, oh, it's cool. You know, he, yeah. he's an MMA fighter. This is gonna yeah. be awesome. But then, but then they say but how much then, time you're putting into the gym. Like, why aren't yeah. you spending that time with me? Like, yeah, why aren't you I'm focused on what I'm doing. I thought you were cool with this. I'm training three times a day. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah, plus like, I, got, I got to still work because I got to pay bills. Like yeah. I'm not rich. Like I, I can't afford this. Yeah, shit. Get yo, out of here. I, yo, I tell you what, fighting is a different monster than all the other sports. I can only a imagine. lot of the other sports. Uh, you know, uh, you you go to college for it, or you know, you do whatever. But once you get into that sport and you're going professional, you're getting paid. Uh, you know, you get into the NBA. Uh, what's the lowest that they can that they can pay someone, someone who's not even really getting on the like, court? I'm not sure it's what like their, it's like a hundred k. I'm not sure what their pay cap is. I'm sure it's higher than that because no, it's it's such probably. a it's such a small like, like football. I think is like three hundred ish thousand dollars, like league minimum, something like that. But basketball, I think it's more because there's fewer people, so they can, they can afford to spread that money around more. So yeah, so, so I for, think it's even fighting, higher than that for fighting. When you go pro, uh, your your first your first my first pro fight paycheck was well let's 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 not get there yet let's okay let's my, leave my, that as a little teaser my bad. My bad. no 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 no, no. Yeah, like, just, no this, this, this is fun it's a like, monster there's it's so a much monster there's so much good shit coming out of here this is why paying. it's so fun but we always go on tangents i, I get it <laughs> you're so, paying to go to, you're paying to fight well that's the thing is like when, you start, as, when you're you an amateur yeah you're like you're yeah, you, maybe you pick up a couple of sponsors but realistically I mean, it's realistically you can't yeah you're not even allowed to have sponsors as an amateur really yeah like i mean like i mean everyone does but they can't pay you money you know, they, they, can, they can give or whatever. Like, oh, you know, I here's, got you. Here's these I got free you. gloves, but yeah. you know, that's not helping me pay my bills, so I can focus on doing what yeah. I want to do. Which is what you need to do. So yeah. anyway, so all right, so you decide. Your coach came to you and said, "Hey, you you got to pick one. Like, you, like we, we can't do all this shit. Like it just can't happen." So you decided, "All right, I'm going to drop out of school. I'm going to focus on this because I can go back to school later if I yes. need to. Not the end of the world." Yes. All right. So so what does that look like? As soon as you drop out, you start training more. You just more focused. Like oh, yeah. what, what happened from I, there? I drop out. I start training uh, two to three times a day. Uh, I, I drop out of the school. I'm living at the fighter house. I just moved out of my parents' house. My job is um, my job is uh, two hour run there in the morning because I don't have a vehicle. So my days look. So you kind of like put your road work in and go to work. Oh yeah, I wake okay. up. I'm working at I'm working at Starbucks. Great place to work at. Not gonna lie, one of the best jobs I've ever had. Really? Yeah. I was an opener there, though, so that, I mean, it kind of worked out for my schedule, but it still sucks. Well, that, so. that's the thing is, again, you have to sacrifice. you got to yeah. find something that works in your schedule. You can't have a 9 to 5. No, you can't. I, I'm waking up at 3 in the morning so I can be there at 5. 
That way I can get everything. Prepped, Again, open you're it up. running there. I'm running there. <laughs> I'm like I'm, well, I mean, I, it's more of a jog. And but I, you know, I doubt that there's a shower there, so it's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna be a little stinky for work. But oh well, there's coffee here, so yeah, I mean, you know, it'll, I, I it'll brought, mask I the aroma. Stuff. I brought stuff up so I could like you know have a little bird bath when I get there. You know, I don't want to be nasty while I get I'm it, there. I get it. But you know, I, I do that. I get off work. I, I get off work. Go to the bus stop. Go to go to training. Get the training. I uh, we train. Um, this is probably about three, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. We get a session in. Um, I either stay there, eat lunch, or I go off somewhere close by. I go eat lunch. Then I have night session. We train at night and then catch the bus home. Or if one of my teammates have time, they drop me off at home. I get home probably about 10 o'clock. If I take the bus, 10, 11 o'clock, go to sleep, wake up and do it again. That was yeah. my life. Yeah. And I loved, Rinse, lo- wash, loved. repeat. And, you know, I, I hated it, but I loved it because I could I could feel myself But, but again, better. like, it's it's tough and it's challenging, which which is why it's like, okay, I really don't feel like doing this. But like you were talking about, like, you, you got to do the things you don't want to do. You have to. It's like, but it was getting you towards where you wanted to go, which is the important part. It's like, yes. I'm willing to suffer through this to get where I want to go. Yeah. I'm willing to put in the work and do everything that I don't want to do right now so I can do everything I want to later on in life. That's pretty much what 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 it is and what it was and what it is. You know, I'm willing to put in the work now, so I don't have to work hard for the rest of my life. Yeah, what's, you know, what's, I, the, what's the old adage? Like, there's 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 two paths in life. Like, you can take the hard path and make life easier as you get older, yes. or you can take the easy path and life will get harder as you get older. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I can't. I I don't. I cannot see myself doing a nine to five. I mean, a lot of people if, can't. If I, I I just. I can't see myself doing it, and you know I'll figure out. Hey, as, as someone who does it for a living, I'm like, hey, what am I going to do when I grow up? I don't know yet because this is what I got <laughs> stuck doing. Because like I had bills to pay, like I get yeah. it. But then there's the other part of me. It's like, what do I want to do when I grow up? I'm not sure yet. I don't know, but I don't know if I want to do this the rest of my life. But of course, it also it's like, well, I'm good at it. I'm doing it. Like, okay, I'll keep doing it. Like I get it. But, yeah, you, so you, like, you get like, stuck in a cycle. Yeah, it is what it is. You get stuck like, in the cycle. We, we all we all get there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I lost you for a second. He's back now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I, I can see the I can see the gears turning. The gears are right, turning. So so you're you quit your well, you quit school. So you're working, you're training three what, three times a day. Yeah, two uh two two. Two two or three. Probably yeah. depends on the day. Yeah, right? it depends so, on the day. If, so, I, if I'm off, Steph is three times a day. So is it like, okay, let's ramp up this fight game, let's let's like get more fights, let's try to get ranked. Yeah, like I'm, how yo, like, how started, does that all work? I, I don't know. I, I started fighting like consistently you know i like how, fight, how close was your second fight after your first um i'd say like three four months okay so that's a pretty quick turnaround is it not um yeah it's it, it's a i'd say it's probably about average time okay it's probably about average time um a little quicker than some people but you know i we just kept the ball rolling you know i had my second fight won that one i went undefeated as an amateur you know um how many amateur fights you end up having i had five amateur fights okay i think now you have to have eight before you can go pro but you know I was lucky. I was doing it before they they increased it, and uh, you know I went pro. And the only reason I went pro was because um, I I trained with mostly pros, so it started becoming a detriment because I'd be in my fights, and you know I get ready to throw an elbow, and you can see the pause. You know I I pull back, and the elbow's about to fly, and but then you probably I'm can't like, do it oh, as an amateur. I'm an amateur. I can't do that, and that will get you caught. Yeah, you pausing like that. Will get you caught. Yeah, and it's that's, that's going to be trouble. 
Yeah, it's gotten me, Kyle. You know, I go to do something, I stop it last second, and then I catch, I catch a good one to the face. Or yep. I catch a good kick. Because you like, got that hesitation. Yes. So we go pro. Um, so where was your first pro fight? Explain this to me. Like how oh, how, would, how was that different, and especially your first amateur fight? Because now you could, you know what to expect. You're five and zero as an amateur. You turn pro. Obviously, people are kind of probably talking about you. They kind of know you a little bit. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. hey, he's an up and comer. That this could be good. Yeah. So how was that first pro fight? I had my first pro fight. Guy is two and one. I want to say so. He's had three pro fights. He's two and one, and then um. You know, I get there in my head, you know, it's just another fight. Getting ready. I'm a little nervous because it's my first pro fight. Uh, it's in Erie, PA. We get out there. Uh, apparently, he's from PA. He's a fan favorite. Got the hometown advantage. Yeah, you get out there. They say his name. Everyone erupts and, and cheers for him. I get out there, you know. People are just kind of like, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, he's he's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, our guy, he's going to win. Yeah. Uh, we get out there. First round. Going, going back and forth, and at the end of the first round is when I'm like, this is this is a pro fight. Uh, we, he gets me on the ground, and his coach is elbows, elbows, hits me with an elbow, and I'm like, yo, that doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> that's a little different uh, than what I'm yeah, used to. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's different. It hits different, for sure. <laughs> um, I I turn it around. I get up, and his jiu-jitsu was was really good. I uh he, he had me in the arm bar, I get out and I uh, I throw a kick. I go to uh throw a hammer fist to try to pass his guard and my man catches my arm mid hammer fist and throws up probably one of the tightest arm bars I've ever been before. Not gonna lie, got saved by the bell. I grab my hand, I'm trying to stop it. I can feel it probably hyperextending my arm. Um I hear I hear his coach say five seconds left, break it and in my head, I'm like, five seconds, I'm good. He's not going to break yeah, my arm I can hold seconds. on for five seconds. Yeah, I hold on for five seconds. If there's 30 seconds, we might be in trouble. Yeah, 30 but. seconds, not going to lie. That might have been my first loss. But, uh, you know, I prevailed. Uh, we get out. We get done. Go to my corners. Uh, you know, I'm tired. Uh, first pro fight, I'm probably exerting more energy than I than I needed yeah. to. Because it's, it's a big, it's a big rush. Yeah, it's big. like, all right, I'm pro now. Yeah. Let's do this thing. All right, yeah, I get adrenaline's it. going. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I end it pretty early in the second round. You know, um, I get a get a decent takedown, land a little bit of ground and pound. Uh, I think I may have threw my first elbow that fight. Might not have. I 100% forget at this point. Okay. Uh, There's a lot going on. It's okay to forget that. <laughs> uh, finished him with a rear naked choke, I'm pretty sure. Um, it, it was good. It was good. You know, I, I won my first So even fight. though he had good jujitsu, you out jujitsu the jujitsu guy. Yeah, you know. Honestly, were, were you training with Shannon then? I wasn't. This is before. Okay, this is before this Shannon. Is before my jujitsu was okay. even what it is now. Okay. Um, I will say, uh, I was. Um, you know, we, we had we had good people coming in. Of course, you guys are like, training you know, in the gym, of course. But it's, it's definitely different, not what it is now. But when, it's different when, when you're training with somebody specifically like about jujitsu, especially yeah. somebody as good Man, as Shannon. I wish, I wish yeah, I had Shannon in my corner. Back when um oh, yeah. back then oh, like my, yeah. my jujitsu would be would be beyond nasty. No, Sky, come here. My bad. No, you're good. Um, we got we got, we got a puppy here, so she's, <laughs> she's like, somebody play with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, honestly, I I meet Shannon after after I leave my team, okay. which we'll, we'll get to here okay. in a bit. Um, We're not there yet. Yeah, good. second fight. Um, second fight. I go out to I fight in Indiana. 
um, fighting this Mexican guy. Yeah, uh, but, the, but this is the thing, Lowe's. Like, you're from Northeast Ohio, so you're having to travel to, to PA. You're having to travel to Virginia. You're having to do all these kind of places, like or Indiana, excuse me, like to, like, to go to these different like fights and stuff. It's like, that's a lot to do when you've got no yeah. money for travel and nobody helping you out and all these kind of things. It's not like you're just, oh, I'm just going to drive to Cleveland, which is the 30-minute drive, or I'm going to go to Columbus, which might be like you know an hour-and-a-half drive. Like Those are reasonable. That's fine, but it's, it's not like yeah, that. No, like, you're you're having to go worried. hours to get hotels and do all these things. Like, no, 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 don't get so me wrong. We, we ha- I had fights around this area. I fought at the, uh, in Akron at the okay. Chaparral Center a handful of times. But yeah. no, for a handful of my fights, we did yeah. have to go far. And a lot of times, I, I was not the favorite. Um, but, but you said you like being the underdog, so that's no, I good. do. I'll be honest. I, I like proving people wrong. Um, you know, since since I was younger, um, so since the high school experience with wrestling, I just, I don't know. It just it, it, it gets me going. You know, I go in. People are expecting me to lose, and you know, it feels so great when you. When you win, yeah, because it's, you, it's you, a you lot of fun to be the underdog because there's no pressure. You're like, I'm gonna prove all you people. You get wrong. to look at everyone. You're just like, yo, you know, You're like, hold, you, hold my you. beer. I'm him. <laughs> I'm him. I'm that guy. That's all there is to it. You know, uh, we go out there. That was probably my toughest fight, my second fight okay. uh, as a pro. Um, just because the guy was tough, or because you had a hard training uh, session? No, or? he he was just tough. Okay, and, uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so my coach, he was Mexican. And uh, I didn't know whose corner he was in going up to that fight. The entire time, he's like, hey, man, can't take it easy. He's Mexican. He's built for this. And I'm like, yeah, and am I not built? I mean, I'm probably not built yeah, for this. Aren't you I supposed to be hyping me Yeah, up? he's supposed to be hyping me up. You sound like you, you, sound like you his his fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, but I, I mean it, 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 it looked the fire it needed to light. You know, I went out there and um, that I took, I, um, I don't remember. Uh, I remember watching it afterwards. I woke up the next day with a with a crazy headache. Felt like I got hit with a train. I'm like, yo, my head hurts. And they're like, yeah, it's probably because you took so many kicks and knees to the head. Yeah, like, it's like, welcome to being concussed. They, uh, yeah, I was concussed. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, they, they, I, I'm watching the video, um, the next day, and he hits me with like three knees on the on the side of the cage. Hits me with a knee. I go down a little bit. Hits me with a knee. I go down a little bit. Should have put my hand my hands on the ground so he couldn't knee me in the head. Not me. I got my hands on my, got my hands kind of on him, trying to hold me up. Knees me again. I kind of fall to the ground. Um, I end up getting up. I I eat like four or five head kicks. I don't even, I don't even remember the. I remember. How are you still awake at this point? I don't even know. Yo, it's it's that drive. Yo, I'm telling you, just that that will to want to win. That will, like, I'm not gonna give up. You you have to put me to sleep or break something if you want me to give up, and it was not happening. Hell yeah. Um. I, I remember I, I was so tired. The uh, He was on the ground trying to beckon me to come down. The ref steps in front of him to beckon him up. As soon as the ref steps in front of him, I'm hand, hands on my knees. I start gasping for air, yeah. trying to breathe real quick. Just trying to catch your breath real me. quick here and just calm down. As soon as I see the ref start moving, I'm back up looking at him like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, I'm not let's weak. Let's do this. I got this. <laughs> I end up finishing the fight, and, uh, you know, it's definitely one of my – one of my toughest fights I've ever had as a as a fighter, as a professional fighter. Ridiculous. But uh, you know, we, we persevered, we made it through. Again, it's that grit. That yeah. grit coming through. Yeah. Uh fast forward um to my first loss, sadly. Uh it was against a uh, guy who was who who made it to the UFC, I'll be honest. Um I feel like that fight could have went different, but you know, uh we had circumstances, uh I had uh, yeah, I got into it with my coach, and you know, we, we 
uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Okay, but uh, you a lot, know, a lot of things to, behind the the scenes yeah, going into it. Like, going obviously, going scene. into a fight like that, you want to be as clear minded as possible. Oh, for sure. You don't want to have any kind of drama. Yeah, for yeah, no so. the guy, the guy I'm fighting, um, Devonte Smith. You know, solid dude, and uh, you know he's also from from this area. He's from Cleveland, so you know, it, it, and we're fighting in our hometown. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's so it's a big fight. Everyone's yeah, that's intense. Getting, everyone's getting prepped for it. You know, I, I know he, and uh, you know, hindsight, I know he had his stuff going on too. So you know, we both went in there, not not with the best mindset, but um, you know, we go in there, and honestly, I, this is where my IQ jumps, jumps and 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 bounds. What because, do you mean? Um, cage IQ. It's like just knowing kind of like what you need to do in the fight that that maybe you didn't prep for. Or just just knowing how, how to control the cage. Is you know, it, um, but is it understanding the situation? Yes, understanding, understanding your opponent. The, the situation. Like, maybe like you're it's, seeing it, things it kind of situation. slow down in there. You're like, okay, I can take advantage here. I can do this. I can do that. Like, what was it? It was um, it was knowing the situation. Um, so the guy we're going up against didn't have a great ground game, and um, he he's known for he's known for his stand up. We go out there. I'm actually winning the and I'm winning in the stand up. I'm winning the stand up fight, and you know. But the game plan was for me to take him down. Yeah. And, you know, I'm winning in the stand-up. And instead of just sticking to it, I go for the takedown. I get the takedown. And um, all I heard for three, two, two, three months is he has no jiu-jitsu. His jiu-jitsu sucks. And uh, shout-out to Shannon because Shannon was actually his jiu-jitsu coach at the time. Uh, you know, he threw up a nasty triangle. You know, I, I, he, I felt him prepping it. And in my head, I'm like... He has no jiu-jitsu. I'll, he'll throw it up. I'll use it to pass. I'll be good. Yeah. Threw up a crispy triangle. And um, as I'm trying to get out, it ends up getting turned to an inverted triangle. Um, honestly, I should have just, looking back on it, I should have just um, started hipping up, hipping into him, trying to trying to break the triangle. Um, I tried instead. I tried to drop some elbows on his face. Uh, first first one lands, second one missed. When it missed, I slid. Yeah, slid farther now, now into it's the deep choke. In. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah, got a tap. It sucks. It's what it had is. My first loss. But, but, but sometimes that's a good thing because it can give you that motivation. Like, okay, I was in a bad position, but if I would have done something different, I could have turned it around. So this yes. could have been different, which gives you that drive. It's not like, oh, he just beat the fuck out of me. There's nothing uh, no. I can do about it. Like, no, I, it's like, okay, I screwed up here. I can change this going forward. I went full depression after that. I went oh, really? Full, full depression. Um, well, I guess I it mean, was your first loss at all because you were undefeated as an first, amateur. You yes. won your first two pro fights. For first, one, one of my first four pro fights. I was four. four. No. Yeah, four. Oh, damn. No. Yeah, you know, and um, I definitely hit. Like, you know, you, you, I'm, was it, I'm on cloud nine. I'm probably on, like, cloud 20. I'm 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 high up there. And I just dropped I just dropped to the ground. Now, did you recognize it? Did people around um, you recognize it? Like, how did you know? How did you fight your way through that? Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it just, I probably went a solid month without even training after that. Really? Yeah, like, I mean, and it's crazy because, like, where the gym was at, I lived where the gym was. Like, the gym was on the other side of my room. I could hear them training while I was in my room moping. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it, it was my first loss. So, you know, I mean, only loss. But, uh, you know, it, I took it hard. 
I felt like if I lost again, I would definitely take it a lot better. Well, yeah, because now you know what to expect. Yeah, I, I You've been there before. Expect. Okay. And, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. It's, nothing, it's, it, it it's not that I'm a horrible fighter. No, yeah, no, I got no, caught. No, it's perfect. It happens. You know, I, I got caught. It's not like I. It's not like I got. It's not like I got demolished. It's not like he was just beating me. Exactly. To hope. It wasn't like you were giving him everything he had. There's yeah. nothing you could do about it. It wasn't that just, helpless feeling. I didn't get the. I just. I didn't get the outcome that I wanted. It was the first time that it didn't happen. And you know when when things are when things are sunsets and rainbows when it starts to rain <laughs> when it hasn't rained in years you you, you get shaken but uh you know um I bounce back uh you know having having good people in my life uh bounce back you know good. team is like hey you got this you got to get back to yeah. it my mom she's like yo you know what's it's, going it's, on it's good to have that support system because yeah. if you don't. It's it's much more difficult to get out of that slump. Obviously, it's not like you can't. Like everybody can get out of it themselves if they need to. But it's so much easier and more effective yeah. when you've got a good support system to help pull you out of that. Yeah. So once I finally got out of it, I start grinding, and then I have my next fight. Um, I get a draw, and you know it's bad because going into this fight, you know. I'm getting better, but like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making, I'm doing something that, that you shouldn't do. I'm, I'm making like, I'm having conversations with myself and I'm like, all right, well, this next fight's going to determine whether I should continue fighting or not. You should never do that. You should never put what, what you should never put, um, the, the big picture on the outcome, to, on the outcome of something small. And that's now, what I was. Now, were you just thinking that because of like how stressful I, 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 it was, because yeah, of work, because yeah, of I, everything, or was uh, it? What is it? Does it, it all come back to that loss? It all comes back to the loss. Okay. I'm like, you know, I, I lost. Maybe this isn't what I need to do. I, I'm not going to be you the know? undefeated guy, just conquering everything. Like, oh god, I should give this up. Yeah, I'm like, you know, may, may, maybe this isn't what I need to do. It's like, but you know what? I got to fight. This next fight's going to let me know. I go out there, and you know. It's funny because the guy I fought, I actually met him out at um, Jackson Winks this past year when I went out there. And, uh, you know, we, we had this talk when we were out there. I felt like I won the fight. He feels like he won the fight. If you watch it, I won the fight. You know, you heard it here first. But uh, <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, uh, first round he definitely had. Second round I felt like was mine. And then I dominated the third round. Um. They call it a draw. Well, one of the judges call it a draw. Don't know how. It was ridiculous. One judge gave it to him. Another judge gave it to me. You know, last the judge. The other one said, nobody won. What? Yeah. That's, what? You're yeah, a horrible well, judge. Yeah, Go fuck yourself. Judge. Exactly. That's Go ridiculous. It sucked. But, you Get know, better at your job. That that happens. So now I'm like, well, now I'm, I'm even more lost. Like, whoa, that was supposed to decide. Yeah, now, whether I'm more, I, now I'm more confused. What do I do now? Yeah, like, uh, that was supposed to decide whether I was meant to fight or not. And I'm like, now it's in the air. What What's going on? Um, I go on, I move on and, uh, well, no, I don't move on. Um, so I have my fight November, December, um, get, get into it with my coach, with my coach. Um, you know, you, I already said that me and the coach, we kind of have problems right before my loss. A little bit of drama and stuff behind the scenes, a little bit of turmoil. (laughs) I split ways, but I split ways with my coach. The, the team kind of breaks up, um, so I'm like, you know, maybe this is a sign. I'm not just not going to fight anymore. I go two months, no training, just living life. And I'm like, I hate this. And this is where I knew that I wanted to fight. This is like, this is where, like, I mean, I knew I wanted to fight. I had plans, but this is where I knew, like, I have to fight. So this is where I actually meet Shannon. Um, 
John Cook. And then for all you people listening, obviously this is Shannon White of True Art Jiu-Jitsu, which Greatest is Jiu-Jitsu. how I know Demonte. Greatest Jiu-Jitsu place in Ohio. You heard it here first. If you're doing Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, I've been talking about it for a while. I, like I always tell Coach, like we are there. certainly the best gym in Northeast Ohio, and I tell him, soon to be all of Ohio. I say all of Ohio. I Hell call yeah. it now. Best Jiu-Jitsu gym in all of Ohio. Shannon White, it's the truth. You got to accept it. You're just a great coach. <laughs> um, so I meet um, John Cook. Uh, great man, by the way. He uh, is actually the coach. He was the coach of the guy who I had my loss to. Him and his guy, they fall out a little bit after our me and him fall. Uh, he's not there anymore. I'm looking for somewhere to train because I haven't trained in like two, three months. And you're realizing, okay, I missed this. I want to get back yes. into it. It kind of renews that that spark of like, all right, I can do this. Let, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So, John, he, he allows me to come there. He allows me to come there and train for free. Great guy. Because, you know, again, this isn't – we're not getting paid. You know, yeah. I, at this point, at this point, my highest pay has been 800 to show up and make weight in 800 to win the fight. Yeah, and, like, you can't Six, live on that. No, you can't live on that. Not at all. What, what are we I'm, doing here? Like, you know, do that every three or four months? Like, come on. Like, uh, you got bills to pay. It's impossible. You got, you got, you got, it's impossible. Yeah, you, you got gym memberships. You got, you no, got training expenses. Exactly. You got hotels. You, you got food, supplements, everything. Come on. Like, it's not happening. It's ridiculous. And you're considered a pro right now? Come on. That's, yeah, consider, considered a high-level pro. Um, uh, You know, they're, they're talking, saying, I'm the next big thing. You know, and it's also like, you know, he hasn't fought since this, since his, he had a loss, he had a draw, he hasn't fought since. It's coming up to the year, I finally get booked for a fight. My appendix ruptures two days after I signed the contract. I signed a contract, supposed to fight the number one 155er in Ohio, um, Jeffrey Pelton. That's my guy. Didn't know him at the time. Uh, so I'm getting ready to fight him. My appendix ruptures two days after I signed the contract, and I'm I'm just in turmoil. I'm just like, yo, like, are these signs that I should <laughs> not be fighting? Like, I'm doing everything I can to do what I what I love doing, what I enjoy doing, and it just it's everything's just it feels like the deck is stacked against me. So you know, I um I recovered from that, and man, I have to I have to tell you guys that story one day because it's a it's a pretty great story on how uh, about my appendix. Uh, just just know that Tums are are a theme in that story. <laughs> you'll you'll love it when you hear it. You'll, you'll hear it one day. But um, so that happens. I'm once I once I get better. Uh, I'm still going. Evolve disperse. Um, Evolve just really isn't a gym anymore. Shannon he goes on. He's doing his own thing. Yeah, because Shannon was coaching there for a little bit, and then yeah, he, things, this is when he opens yeah, up. Yeah, th- things kind of went downhill with the business of Evolve, and they, they it kind of fell apart. So he ended up opening up his own gym. Yep. I think a lot of the guys who were there fighting and doing training and stuff for that kind of yeah. had nowhere to go. So some did their own thing. Some went to other gyms. It's just it it just it was what it was. Like it, it's yeah. going to happen. Like it's business. I mean, we, no, no, like, yeah, if, you, if you don't it you don't have enough money to keep the lights on, like you can't have a business. That's kind of yeah. how it goes. So it's shit happens yeah no but uh so i i I start i start um honestly this is where i really start diving into jiu-jitsu because uh you know i I get better semi better probably i'm at true art when i probably shouldn't be um i'm training everything's great and then um it doesn't start to feel so great on my body so i take some more time off because i went back too soon which is extending more time the, that I'm able to actually have a fighting, and I, I think I ended up having like a two and a half year layoff 
And it, it's insane because it's like, it's not like I didn't want to fight. I'm looking to fight. Then it's like every time fights are either falling through, I get a fight, appendix ruptures. And then, you know, I try to start training again too early because, you know, I, I, in my head, I'm like, yo, I, I yeah, got to fight. Gotta like, I got to get going. I got to get I can deal with this. I'm tough. Come on. Start, start training too early. And then um, I meet, I meet uh, my, uh, my buddy, Chris Porter. He, uh, he, tra- he trains at uh, True Art also. But um, Chris, he knows Taiwan Claxton. Taiwan Claxton, I met him my third or fourth time coming to train at Shannon's when he was still with Evolve. So, you know, um, he's like, hey, I'm training here. You should come check it out. And I'm like, all right. So I start going out there. I, I meet a ton of guys that I, I get better. I get better. Haven't had my fight yet. And I'm training with them consistently for probably like seven, eight months before I actually finally get a fight. Okay. Fights, fights kept falling through after that. I go out which is, there. Which is pretty common. It happens a yeah, lot. It happens. Yeah. It happens. I go out there. I rock it. Have, kill it. Destroy, destroy the guy. Three months later, I then fight. Um, he's number one fifty five again. Fight him, beat him, and um, it's a great time. Yeah, right now the sky is the limit. Like you're back at it. You're, you're renewed. You're training. It. You got a good atmosphere at the gym. You yeah. guys are all getting better together. Everyone's your merch on these people are supposed yes. to be the number one guys. It's like like yeah. you're I, on I your way. Number, I become the number one fighter in Ohio. Hell number yeah. one one fifty five in Ohio. Correct. Let me correct myself. Number one, one fifty five or in Ohio. Uh, I think um, pound for pound in Ohio. I think at this point, I think I was ranked like nine, ranked number nine. So then I go on. Uh, I get management. Management. They get me. Um, they try to get me uh some fights. Uh, they get me on the UFC uh, contender series. So you know, which that, for those that, of you who don't know, that is a huge fucking deal. That is no little thing. I get on there. Uh, so here's a story that a lot of people don't know. Well, they reach out to me. They say, "Hey, can you make 155 in two days?" Two days. Normally, it takes you what? Probably two months. I'm I'm 23 pounds above weight, but um, I'm the kind of guy you know. If the opportunity is there, you don't you don't. You don't miss it. Yeah, this this is my shot. You like we got it. this. So, like, I mean, when they call me and ask me, I'm sitting down playing Super Smash Bros with a bunch of friends, eating a slice of pizza. They call me, ask me that. I told them to give me an hour. I go to the gym. I start cutting weight. I think I lose like eight pounds that night. It's probably I, I let them know, yo, I'm there. I'll make weight. So then we we get flown out there. Which kind of sucks because I didn't know that when you fly, water retains in your body. Fun fact, just in case you guys didn't know that. But it does. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. So now we're there. Hot. uh, We're there in Vegas. It's hot as balls. I'm like, this is going to be easy. But wait, it's COVID time. So we're not allowed to leave our hotel rooms. So now I'm cutting weight. Doing everything I have to do to to make weight. Uh, we're getting close. I'm trying to I'm trying to ask. Uh, we're like, hey, well, we can't leave to go get supplies. So we're like, hey, we need you guys to go get X amount of the green alcohol alcohol bottles so we could do so we could do a bath. Yeah. They come back with one bottle of of regular rubbing alcohol. 
And we're like, yo, like we asked for like five of them. Like, yo, like, I, I'll pay. Like, you don't even guys tell me you have to pay for it. I'll pay for it. We only get the one bottle. It is what it is. So we start putting in, we start doing baths the best way we can with, with one bottle. Or I like it was two bottles. Yeah. So basically you're, you're, you're getting in a super hot bath where you're trying to sweat like all yeah, the water out of your system and trying to make the well, weight. You put the Epsom salt in there and then you put the alcohol in there and it pulls the water out of you. Yeah. Well, we can't put as much alcohol in there as we need because we only have a little amount of alcohol. So, and it's not the kind that, that we want because uh, I guess the green rubbing the green rubbing alcohol is better than, than the regular one because it's menthol. I, I don't know if it helps pull it out more. I don't know. The Either way, it's, it's the it. tried and true of what they use and it seems to work. So, you needed that. You didn't have yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't have it. So, then, um, you know, we're, we're, we're cutting. We're cutting to the morning of. I'm completely drained, and I think I think they I think I missed weight by like point point two point three pounds. So you lost almost twenty three pounds, but you just yeah, were over. It just was over. I was still gonna fight. Um, actually, um, you know, it it, it sucked because I've never missed weight before. Never that I've never missed weight. I would have made weight. Like when we when you get out the bath, you're supposed to cover yourself in towels. We couldn't get more towels. I'm in a hotel, couldn't get towels. Don't know how that happens. It is what it is. But I was still gonna fight. I go to an eye doctor, and he tells me I have an artificial lens in my right eye, so I don't get to fight for I don't get to fight on what would have been probably the one of the biggest fights of my life. Yeah, and dare I say, if you would have won that fight, it could have gotten you a shot in the big show. Oh, I'll, right? I'll be yeah, um yeah, if I I win that fight, I'm if I win, honestly, just because I took it on a on a two-day notice, even if I would have lost, I I would I would have got a shot. If, as long as I didn't like go out there and just get destroyed. Yeah, shit the bed, if I yeah. go out there and put on a good show, I get a shot regardless. And now I'm thinking this is my chance. Devontae Smith is in the UFC right now. I'm thinking this is my chance. Yeah, I'll be the next one revenge. in there. Let's, let's go. I get in the UFC. I, oh, well, yeah, I'm the next one from Ohio in there. Let's go Ohio, boys. <laughs> However, in my head, I want revenge. I don't like losing, you know? First, that's how I got, in, how I got into fighting in the first place. Yeah. I got my ass beat. And I was like, like I'm not going to have this happen again. I'll keep going until I beat their ass. I'll just keep going. So I'm like, yo, I get I get to have my redemption. I don't get the fight. That's a huge blow, you know. So now the next however long, I'm going to doctors, I'm going to eye doctors. Everyone's saying that they don't see this artificial lens that the, that the doctor's talking about. So I go to doctor, I go to doctor, I go to doctor. So then I finally get to the person who's like, I guess, whatever the head of that profession is and they're looking they're like yo there's absolutely no artificial lens in your eye i don't know what that guy was seeing so you know to that doctor who uh said i had artificial lens you fucked me yeah fuck you you asshole. fucked me raw dog no lou don't appreciate it <laughs> um yeah so now you know we're we're getting better or we're training management's looking come back around have uh we get with XFC. They're upcoming um re upcoming promotion and you know they're paying I, I, I get thrown into this tournament. Uh I wasn't originally in it, but I'm thrown into the semifinals. 
It's like where somebody got injured, right? So they, they oh, called, yeah, yeah. They called the you guy, up. It's like, hey, we know a guy who could take this. Let's go. Get in here. Yeah, you know, I, I cut the weight real quick. You know, I'm like, yo, I'm game. Let's do this. I actually had time to prep for it. I think we got a call like a month in advance, which is, in fight terms, is a really short time to know you're fighting someone. It's a little longer than two days, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot longer than two days, a lot longer to make weight. So I'm like, all right, bet. Let's do this. I go out there. I do what I do. I win. I'm getting ready to fight for the finals. And then... That's when the worst, unimaginable thing ever, life-changing thing happens to me. Terrible. Uh, you know, I get ready. I'm supposed to fight at the end of October. Or I'm supposed to fight at the beginning of October, I think. It gets moved back to the end. I'm supposed to fight in Cancun. Never been out the country. I'm looking I'm excited. That'd be fun. It gets pushed back until December. All right. That, that kind of sucks. Well, that's where we get to uh, this life-changing event. Uh, I go out to this birthday party, you know, we're all having fun, birthday party ends, and then after that, we all get ready to leave, uh, the the apartment complex manager is like, hey, you know, it's almost Halloween, you guys want to go check out this, uh, this, this place, it used to be a haunted house, it's close by, so we go over there, we're checking it out. Uh, we're getting ready to leave, you know, got got our flashlights on, we're leaving, person I'm following is like 10 feet in front of me, I see them, so I'm just following their body, I step through a hole, and I fall 20 feet, and you know, I don't, I don't even remember stepping through the hole, I just remember waking up the next day, um, Stepped through the hole, fell 20 feet, completely shattered, my T12. Probably landed on concrete, I would assume. Um, yeah, um. I want to say I uh, landed on, it was like a bunch of bricks and oh, stuff that Jesus. was like at the bottom. So I fall like 20 feet, completely shattered my T12, pinched my T11, have a compound fracture in my right leg. Yeah. So I wake up and everything hurts. I no longer have the filling of my legs and I can barely move my arms. I was technically um, considered a quadriplegic for probably like a week and then i, I, mean, I have at, at I, this point like are, are you fighting for your life is it like um, really really bad or is it like okay we sustain these injuries we're okay we've got it all under control okay. and it's just you got to deal with what's um, going on when i first get uh i i wouldn't say um i'm lucky to be alive i am i'm so grateful to be here and uh you know and i feel like that's why it can be so positive because of the fall that i had how i landed there was a good chance I could not have made it. Yeah, because so any kind of big fracture in your legs, you could have cut the femoral. Like there could have been major yeah, issues. Is like there's insane. There's so many things that could have gone wrong. But uh, you know, they get me patched up. When I wake up, I'm not fighting for my life, but like you know, fighting for filling in my legs. Okay. I'm, I'm um and you know as of right now, there's still no filling in my legs. But you know, uh it it you you keep you keep moving forwards. The goal doesn't change. My goal was to be a world champ. In my head, if I can get filling back in my legs within two years, you know, I, I, I get I've gotten little bits of progress here and there. If I get filling back to my leg in my legs within two years, I'm twenty nine. Give it another year, year and a half, you know, that's if I'm I get filling back, I'm walking normally, because you know, there's a chance, you know, maybe I get my, my stuff back and when I walk I look like I'm crip walking for the rest of my life. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, you know, um, 
to say, you know, I, I come back, I, I'm walking, I get feeling back, I'm walking normally, give it another year and a half to get back to where I was. I grind. Right now, I'm going to PT three times a week. I, I, the grind in me has never stopped from, from anything. Yeah. You, you keep going. And you know. So, so how is that like when you, when it first happens? So you wake uh, up. I'm devastated. It's, it's there. I mean, obviously it's it gotta be an emotional wreck. God, dude, I'm, I'm devastated. I'm in my head. I come, I, I get back. Uh, everyone's reaching out to me. Management reach out and they're like, Hey, just so you know, uh, the fight was moved back until January 31st. We don't know how bad the injury is. Or January 29th. So I'm thinking I'll be able to walk again before the fight. So I'm thinking, like, I'm well, thinking. Well, what were the I'll doctors saying? I know, I know this is going on in your head, but what were the well, doctors, doctors saying? Doctors are telling me that, you know, I probably won't walk again. Okay. That's what the doctors are telling me. Fuck with y'all, son. I'm going to walk again. Um, you know, so. I go to rehab. I'm sitting there and I'm getting getting the treatments and everything. You know, I'm finally able to start transferring and stuff. Still can't turn or anything. Excuse me. I can now. I can turn. I can do a lot of stuff that I couldn't do before. But um, you know, it's just get letting the body heal. Uh, you know, you know, as it was healing, you know, um, I still don't get control of my legs. Don't didn't get control. Uh, you know, bladder and whatnot. It is what it is, but you know, I, I keep right now. I'm at a point to where I've done so much more than I hear this from my, um, from my PTs and my doctors. I've done so much more now than a lot of them I've ever seen in someone in this amount of time. Um, you know, when, when was the accident? How long has it been? Uh, the accident happened last October, it okay. was October 22nd. So we're not even at a year yet. Yeah, we're not even at a year yet. And, uh, you, you know, when I was in the rehab center, uh, I maxed out. <laughs> I maxed out their weights. Uh, they were like, we don't, like, you know. At first, you know, I'm, I'm lifting, like, 5 pounds, 10 pounds. And it's with with tough. your arms. Yeah, well, with my arms. It's tough, you know. And then, like, uh, I start maxing. I, get, I start getting stronger. You know, I'm even when I wasn't supposed to, like, necessarily do a session, you know, I'd go, you know, they, they were they were super nice for me, you know. I want to go in there and work out. They let me go in there and work out. And, uh, you know. I mean, dare I say, they're used to dealing with normal people, the normies, as we like to call them. Yeah. And they're not used to professional athletes, especially a professional fighter who's tough as nails, who's going to put in the work no matter what, who's no, going to grind sure. it yeah. out, and can deal with pain and and depression and all those kind of things like the, yeah, you've already it, gone it through happens. a lot of this shit it happens you know um they, they, they they're like hey you know like where does it hurt and i'm like you know you know i i have a constant pain at my lower back and i have a constant pain around my neck although before this i had constant pain yeah, all the you time. were always beat up from training yeah i was always beat up so you know they're like hey well can you rate it on the scale of this to this and i'm like oh well you know it's it's, it's like this and they're like oh well and they're asking, they're like, oh, when, when I give them more details, they're like, that should definitely be like an eight or, or, or a nine. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm used to pain. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, it, if it's going to be there, it's going to be there. And I personally don't like taking um, things to, I don't like taking pills to make yourself feel better. Uh, obviously, when everything first happened, I had to. But, you you, you know, have to. You yeah, have I, to. I, I had to. But like you know, I, I don't I don't take pain pills now. You know, I, I still feel pain in my lower back and whatnot. But having like, it, having already been someone who was addicted to Vicodin, 
I can completely understand that because like when I, I have a motorcycle crash and I fractured my spine, separated my shoulder, oh, they gave, they, they gave, it wasn't bad. Cause like, I mean, I walked out of the, uh, the ER. Like, I mean, it's like, it was like a minor little, fr- I was like, you got your, like your, your, what your spinal column, you got like the little wings, like where all the nerves and stuff attached to like yeah. that was, that's what was fractured. So like it was painful, okay. but it, it wasn't anything structural. It was no big deal. It just, it hurt. You know, my shoulder was out of socket, so that kind of fucking sucked. But it is yeah. what it is. What are you going to do? You know, so whatever, we got, got all that situated. Now it's just, like, my clavicle's, like, out of position or whatever. So, like, it's not in the socket. It's sticking out. Like, whatever. Like, I can deal with that. So they gave me medicine to kind of deal because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't move. Like, I was wrecked for a few weeks. But what I should have done is what you did and start to wean myself off. Instead, I started taking more and more and more. And I got to the point where I was taking, like, two every four hours. Uh-oh. Like, I was just, I was a junkie. I was looking to get high. I was like, it's, it's, it's I mean, I, I have to be honest about it. Like, it is what it is. So, like, I can completely understand because that shit's addictive. <laughs> yeah, no, it can be. And, uh, you know, that that was, uh, I remember um, uh, my doctor, Dr. T, shouts out to her. Yeah, she's, shout uh, out to Dr. T. Dr. T, she's the best. That's my gunner. She knows what it means. It's my gunner. But, um, you know, she, 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 she really had to talk to me because I remember when I, when I first got to the rehab, they were, like, trying to give me the pills. I wasn't taking them, and I was always complaining about about me being in pain. They're like, "Oh, you need to take your pills," and I'm like, oh, "I don't want to get addicted to them." And she's like, "Yo, I promise you, I will not let you get addicted to them." I mean, she, you know, she she kept her she kept her promise. She would come in, and I'd be like, "Oh, you know, this is how I feel," and get to a point, and she's like, "Hey, you know, you're at a point now where I feel like you know I can take away this." this dosage or i could take yeah, we, uh we, 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 we can pull can, it back a little yeah, bit we can or, pull it back yep. and you know she did that and now you know i still feel pain i the, the only things i ever really take for it would be like an ibuprofen if it gets extreme but like you know i, I don't don't do pain pills and uh you know this is something i'm glad something i'm glad you know i will say who and i um so for those of you who don't know uh i do smoke uh when i first got out of rehab day before christmas Thank goodness I got to be home for Christmas. Spent it laying down on the couch because everything hurt. <laughs> but um, no, it was that. I was honestly a great Christmas. I had a lot of great people um around around me, and uh, a lot of people who uh checked up on me that I wasn't expecting to check check up on me. So I appreciate everyone who has uh you know done anything to help me out. Uh, shouts out to the True Art team. Uh, you know, when they found out everything, everyone band together, uh, you know, they knew I was going to need help with stuff. And, you know, they, they had a little care package for me and uh, it, it helped tremendously. Yeah, so. we, we just we, we all wanted to help the best way we could. We didn't know the best way to do it. And Shannon came up with some good ideas and and we went forward with that. We're not going to talk about that because no, we just, don't we don't need to. Yeah, no, but, I just, just but this, you guys this, know I this is an open them. thing right here. And like and you know this as well. It's like if you need anything, you reach out to us and we will take care of you. Because oh, like, you, you are our brother. And we love you. I if you need a ramp it. on the front of the house, you need something else done around here. You, you let us know and we'll make it happen, whether it's. All of us coming out here to get something done, build something, do something, whatever. We got you. Like I appreciate yeah, you guys. I like, really you're, do. You're a fan. I, like we love you. Honestly, I there's just and, and just another reason why this is pro, just one of the best 
best jiu-jitsu places oh, it's, around. It's, it's not even it's, it's, it's not a, even just that jiu-jitsu place. It's jiu-jitsu in itself. Like it, yeah. it, it creates such strong bonds because we're oh, literally yeah. simulating murder with each other. We're we're letting our joints go to the point where you could break my arm into before I tap to know that you're not going to hurt me. Yeah. To know that I can the, go the, to that the, extreme. The, the trust like, that, yeah, that you put you your arms around my neck and I can other. see the walls close in. It's like, <laughs> like, and I, and like, like I can I, see I can see yeah. the light just kind of dim out, but then you let go yeah. right right before I pass out. It's okay. And and I can trust that when I tap and give up like you will you're, let go and you won't go. you won't kill me or yeah. when i start snoring because i went out because i waited too long <laughs> then, <laughs> you're then, gonna let yeah, go <laughs> yeah and then you'll put my legs up and wake up like hey what happened so then i win <laughs> yeah so it's like jujitsu kind of pulls that in because again it's it's uh, it's it's such a it's, it's, it's i've never seen anything so tight they, they they become when you do jujitsu and honestly no matter where you go it becomes a family. No matter where yes. you, no matter where you train at, hundred percent. If you're doing jujitsu, I, I guarantee wherever you're at, it, it's gonna, it's gonna have a family like atmosphere. You know, you go there, everyone's having a good time. You choke each other out, beat each other up, and then you get done and you get dressed, and everyone's having a great time yep. with each other. Everybody's again. Lo- laughing and joking. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. It's, it's such an amazing sport, and you know, I wish I, I dove into it before. I wish I dove into it mainly before I did. You know, obviously training MMA, you know, you do a little bit of jiu-jitsu here and there. But yeah. I definitely wish I got into jiu-jitsu faster than what I did because it's such an amazing sport. And I think it's uh, I think it's a life – I think it's a life lesson that everyone needs. I think everyone should be required – to do to do jujitsu at some point in their life, at least understand what it is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not for most people. Most people aren't really cut out to struggle that much. Let's be real honest. Most well, people no, no, no. I, just I can't it. handle it. But I mean, you should at least be to, exposed to it. Yeah, I feel like everyone should be exposed to it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, self defense is is such a big thing, and it's it's so controlled that. I think everyone should should be introduced to it at least once in their life. Yeah, I think it could be a great benefit to a lot of people. Yes. And you realize very quickly, it's like how much it humbles you to realize, oh, I thought I was this big Billy badass, and I realized very quickly, <laughs> nope, I'm not. No, nah, man, you know, you, you're you a decently big guy. You go in there, and you're like, yo, I crush anyone in here. And then they send this 110-pound guy named John at you. And you're like, I don't want to hurt him. He's gotten fat now. He's 145. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't want to hurt this guy. And then he twists you up into a pretzel and taps you out six times in the course of five minutes. And you're like, yeah, okay. There's something to this. Okay. Yeah. He obviously knows something I don't know. Oh, man. I, I, I'm reliving it right now. I know from experience. Good times. Oh, good times. <laughs> All right. So, so you're, you're back home for Christmas a couple of months after your accident, which is good. You're around friends. You're around family. You're yep. trying to relax a little bit, but you probably can't because you're just, you're wrecked. I mean, it's going to yeah. take months until you're going to be able to kind of function normally. Yeah, I'm, I'm just now getting the realization that this journey is going to be a lot longer than I was expecting it this, to be. This journey is going to be the rest of your life. Wh- whether or not you walk again or you, yeah. unfortunately you can't. Like, it doesn't matter. This journey will be the rest of your life. Yeah. So it's like whatever happened has already happened and now we have to deal with you it. You just, just got to move on, you know. And, uh, you know, I gave myself a little bit of time to be sad about it. Which is important because no, right. you got to work you, through you, that. You got to work through it. You know, if you just suppress it. It's going to lead to major problems. Oh yeah, for sure. You you gotta you gotta work through your emotions. But uh, you know, I did that. I gave myself a little bit of time to be sad about it, and then it was like, all right, 
well, this is what it is. What do I what do I do next? When I first got home, um, started smoking a lot more than I normally did. Um, I don't drink. I started drinking a lot more, and it was like. Were you trying to do that to numb the pain or um, just to calm your mind? Or I, honestly, to this day, I could not tell you why. Okay. Uh, it just—I don't know if it's maybe I just—I had the time to do it, or I just felt like every—I I, I don't know. Okay, that's I, fair. I just—I I was doing it, and then like you know, two three months in, I—I I woke up and I started doing what I would the normal daily thing was. I'd wake up. Uh, smoke, smoke one all by myself. I don't smoke alone. I'm, I've always been a social smoker, but I, I was doing it by myself, and I was just, I was disgusted with myself. And I'm like, yo, like, this is disgusting. Even, even if you can't fight, you just can't let yourself go. Yes. And the thing is, I, I still plan on fighting right now. I still plan on fighting. I, I know what I need to do. And obviously, it's not in my hands. It's in my body's hands on what it gives me back. But in my head, the plan, I, I will be back in my head. I will be back. And it will be the greatest comeback that anyone has ever seen in their life. I would say. The greatest comeback anyone, anyone will see in their life, in this lifetime. But, um, yeah, you know, I I, I had, to, had to have that conversation with myself and be like, yo, like, you know what? What are you doing? Why, like, you know, you didn't do this before when you could do this. Why, why are you doing it now? And I, I backed off, stopped, stopped, just, like, just stopped everything. And I just really focused on my PT and, um, you know, the, the bonds with the people who were, who were around a lot, focused on that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a journey, man. Oh yeah. This, this has been a journey and, um, you know, and again, like you're not going to do it alone. You, no, I'm you not. need a team of people. I, I, you need I a have, support system a, to get through this. It takes a village. It yeah. takes a village. You know, I have a I have a great support system. I have great teammates. Um, I, I have have great friends. You know, uh, one thing I will say, uh, that I have time now for that I didn't have time for before: D and D, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Every Sunday, it's great, guys. I didn't have time before because I was always training, but um, I have that time for it now, and uh. It's great. You guys should all try it out. Don't <laughs> knock it before you try it. I promise you, you'll love it. But I uh, know it's um, you know, we we got a puppy. Uh, surprisingly, because my fiance is not a fan of dogs. So don't know why. She's just not a fan of dogs. But uh, you know, as everything was coming up, she was like, maybe we should get a puppy. And uh, we got one, and we love her so much. She's great. Yeah, she's a little sweetie. Um, she's a little, little rambunctious. She's just sitting over there napping yeah, right now. Yeah, she's napping but, now, but, but that's, man, she is. But that, uh, that's the puppy, though. It's, it's, it's meant to be. You got to train him. That's how that works. So. Yeah, a little, little bit of a demon spawn. Not gonna lie, it's okay. but it's okay. It's we okay. love her. She's getting better. She's getting better and better every day. But uh, no, um, honestly, we're. I've gotten to the point to where um, you know, I got these braces just if, just a week ago, and um. I sh- these braces should be able to help me walk. They just straighten out my knees, and um, right now I'm on parallel bars. I'm using my trunk to be able to walk, but the goal is to get the uh, the canes with the loops in them. Yep. That way I'll kind of be able to go on my own, be able to walk on my own, and uh, you know that one step mo- to being more mobile and being able to um, 
be self-proficient. Awesome. That's uh, that, that, really that's the goal right now is to um, become as self-proficient as possible. Looking into going back to school, but just because um, dropped out. Uh, what I'm going to school for is uh gonna change, but uh, you know it's it's all coming together. Good. It sounds together. like you're on on the right path. Obviously, it's a horrific thing that happened. It's 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 shocking to say the least when when, yeah. when we all found out at the gym what had happened. Like, oh my god! And we knew that you were like in rehab, and I thought you were more fighting for your life. So I'm glad that you were at least more stable than I thought you were. So yeah. that, that's good. <laughs> but still, it's like this is the long road after this. And again, like this oh. this journey will last the rest of your so life. Like long, it'll never it'll never stop because even if you do get the ability to walk back, then you've got to maintain that ability. Yeah. And if not, then you've got to learn how to live without it and all those kind of things. So it's just. It is what it is. I can't yeah. imagine what I've, you're going through. I've gotten to the point where I'm planning on walking, and when it and when it happens, I'll be ready. But if it doesn't happen, I'm too. I'm at a point in my life to where I I'm okay with that. Well, the, the good thing I is, is like so, I know you, and you'll I'll do whatever so it takes. Proficient, and yeah. and no matter what happens, I you'll, give it my all. you'll know that you gave it everything you had. Yes. and it's just it is what it is now. And yeah. you'll be able to live with that. Yeah, I'll be Instead of just that. saying, fuck it, I give up now and just live oh, in yeah. a wheelchair the rest of my life. Nah, dude, honestly, when I was in rehab, um, everyone was surprised at, like, how positive I was. They're like, oh, you know, a lot of people we get like this, you know, they're they're like, fuck you for no reason. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why, why would you say that to the person who's taking care of you? And they're like. People just get mad. Yeah, they're just and, angry uh, at the know, world. And they'll just lash out at everybody. It was like, like the old saying, like, hurting people hurt people. Yeah. And it's like, if you can have the attitude that you have right now of like, uh-uh, these company. are my people, I'm going to use them to get where I want to go, and I'm going to do the best that I can. Yes. Like, that, that's the way to go forward. I'll tell yes. you what, I feel like we could sit here and talk for hours. This is a great first episode, hopefully first of many, because I could see us doing this a oh, lot of times. Sure. This, this is great. I love hey, this. I'm sitting over here time. just smiling my face here, so <laughs> smile and have such a good time. Uh, I'll tell you what, why don't you give uh, the audience a little bit of a closing thoughts and kind of like, like, hey, like what you're thinking, what's going on, and how to cl- wrap this one up here. All right. Um, you know? Closing thoughts. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys will be listening to me on my own podcast here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, we'll get you up and running. On that, we'll get you. We'll get you going. Uh, close closing thoughts. Um, dream big, and follow your dreams. Do it. Uh, you know, if things don't pan out the way you want them to, don't be upset. It's yeah, failure is part of the process. It's meant to be. It's meant to be ups and downs, but it's yeah. about the journey to get there. It's a journey to get there, and uh, you know, just. Love the people around you when, when while while you can, because you never know anything could happen. Uh, that that's one thing that um I've learned from my incident. You know, yeah. I could have died. And Life is were, short. It's short. Enjoy it, and just do do everything you can to the best of your ability. Hell yeah, that's that's what I would leave you guys with. But hey, you guys have a great rest of your day. Can't wait to see you guys again. All right, love it. All right, well, this has been Demonte, brother. I appreciate it. I love you, and uh, appreciate you, Hess. Love you too. And we will talk to you guys next time. All right, have a good one. Finger guns. <laughs> Dude, that was great. Freaking natural, man. He killed it. All right, well, that wraps up a very powerful episode. It's crazy to hear his story. 
not just with the fighting in general, which most of us can't relate to. I sure can't. What a, what a crazy journey that must have been to his accident. And then more importantly is how positive is that kid? I mean, DeMonte has such a good outlook on life. He's so positive. He's determined to reach his goals, but he's also realizing that, hey, I might never get there, but I'm going to give it everything I have. And I fucking love it. Uh, so so great to see him. I haven't seen him in quite a while, but obviously he's been dealing with quite a bit. So it's good to catch up with him and get to sit around and hang out with him. And hopefully uh, that brought a lot of entertainment and value to you guys. That was certainly a blast. And we will definitely have DeMonte back on the show. If you guys are still listening, thank you so much for all of your support. It means the world. Please keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Talked about it with your friends. Share it on social media. The show, obviously, not not just any random thing. Share the show. Uh, and then please, if you could, wherever you're listening to this, go out and leave the show a five-star review. That really helps everything get bumped up in the rankings. And hopefully that'll help new people find the show. If you have any questions for DeMonte or any of our regular guests, please feel free to drop us a line. You can go to uncensoredhumanity.com and fill out the contact us form. Or you can send us a podcast. Uh, send us a podcast. No, we'll send you podcasts. You can send us an email. <laughs> wow, I can't talk. At uncensoredhumanitypodcast at gmail.com. Those will land in my inbox, and we will get to those on a future episode. Well, that is all we have time for this week, so we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity. <laughs>